Hey ARMY! In this episode, we're discussing Molly getting her first ever BTS tattoo, the early release of tickets for Burn the Stage, the movie, Jimin back on stage in Berlin with his new blue hair, Jungkook opening up about his injury on VLive, BTS extending their contract with Big Hit for seven more years, and ARMY declaring their independence from the rest of K-pop. Let's get it. Oh my gosh, we're back again. <laughs> Hi. I can't Hello. believe it. We're, what episode is this? Number three? Number four. three. Number three. Well, technically number four if you count our bonus episode, I believe. Whatever. So we're back. Yay! Yay. And we have some updates for us. We're really excited. We are on Google Play and we are officially on iTunes, so you can subscribe on both of those. We should be on Spotify. Uh, it's still not searchable for me. Spotify did specify that it can take up to a week, so hopefully we'll be on Spotify pretty soon. But we feel official. We're on Google Play and iTunes, and we're so excited. This has been hard work for us, and <laughs> we were just so happy to see it in the iTunes store and on the Google Play store. Yeah, no, we're really excited. It's kind of like, you know how people say a relationship's not official unless it's on Facebook. It's like not official till it's Facebook official. I feel like it's like that with a podcast and iTunes. <laughs> now we're like really a podcast. We weren't really before. Now we are. So we're in the world. We're out there. And if you're listening, hello. Thank you. And oh my gosh. So uh, something else that happened today. Guess what I did today, Erica? I already know, Twitter already knows, but <laughs> let's let the audience know. What did you do, Molly? Well, ARMY, I got a tattoo, but actually I got two tattoos today, but one of them is a BTS tattoo. So you guys know that I'm dedicated now, even though I'm a BTS virgin, I'm going to say uh, it's been what, like exactly a month, pretty I much. I feel like and this is like the, okay, this is too soon. I was going to say it's like the Pete Davidson, uh, Ariana Grande relationship, just a little <laughs> bit too fast and too intense. This one, okay, I'm not going to go This is going to last. This is going to last, <laughs> unlike them. BTS is forever. Yeah, so I got a BTS tattoo. I got the ARMY logo. I actually really love it, and I'm really excited. I have another one in the works that my artist is designing for me. I'm going to get the heart that's on the Love Yourself album cover, and I'm going to have the words Love Yourself worked into that. So the artist is actually designing that for me. I'm thinking maybe next week I'm going to go back and get it. I was going to wait <laughs> a bit longer. If you don't have any tattoos, once you get one, you just want more. Um, and I actually got two today. I got another one. I got a Harry Potter tattoo. You guys know we're big Harry Potter fans. I did live tweet, and it was very short because it didn't take him but, like, 10 minutes to do my BTS tattoo. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. This hurts. And then he goes, okay, I'm I'm done. It's like, wait, what? You're already done? So yeah. it didn't take very long. It took what, like half an hour, 45 minutes to do both of them. 
he was really cool local guy um, here in my small town in Texas. So I always like to support small businesses, local businesses. I was sitting there in the tattoo parlor and realized this would be my sixth tattoo. Or once I got my other two, then I was like, well, I need to have seven tattoos. There's seven members of BTS. And oh, wait, seven is also really important in Harry Potter. So my two obsessions and loves in my life are intertwined. So I'm going to have to get a seventh tattoo. Don't know what it's going to be yet, but I think I did decide when Erica and I go to South Korea, I'm going to get my seventh tattoo in South Korea. So hopefully we'll have some more listeners by then. And you guys can give me some input on what to get and where to get it. Do you have anything to add to my tattoo adventure today? Yeah, I mean, you're intense. I was telling Molly, I'm like, this is like your one month anniversary (laughs) of liking BTS. You are like the most hardcore army I've ever known, imagined, heard of. And listen, (laughs) but I'm cool with it. As long as you don't go all post Malone and get face tattoos, I think I'm like, all right. I'd I'd have to stop you there and be like, okay, I'm going to be a true friend and be like, don't tattoo your face. I mean, that's a personal choice, not trying to offend anybody else out there if they do have tattoos on their face. It's just, you know, it could be limiting to your options and people do judge based on that. But anyway, Molly did show me some pictures. She did give me some previews and I think that they look pretty cute. So I'm really excited. I'm I'm personally tattoo free. It's just my my own personal choice. I think they look nice, you know, but I just am like, I changed my mind way too much to ever get a tattoo and I and everything. But that I don't oh, even yeah. know I'm going down this road. My army tattoo, I think it's staying the same. It's just weird where it is to be able to take pictures of it. So I'm going to try to get some good pictures of it. And I will definitely post that on our social media so you guys can see what it looks like. So, yeah. And if any of you have any tattoos or anything like that that you've gotten that are BTS or even Harry Potter related because we like love Harry (laughs) Potter. Yeah, just send them our way on social media and you can find all of our social media in the description of like this episode wherever you're watching or listening to it. Watching. Listening to it. (laughs) That's what's been going on in Molly's world with BTS. In my world, um, I've been... Okay, this is not planned for our episode, but something that I've come across in my rabbit hole of YouTube searches are like a lot of pre-debut BTS things, seeing them younger. And it's so amazing to see like how far they've come. I'm like, whoa, like, how do I say this? They look real regular, you know, in the beginning. They do. It's just, it's actually really inspiring because it's just like, oh, you can see how like on their own, they're just kind of like normal people who maybe have a dream, but they're not there yet. They're not like crafted or molded or sculpted into like these amazing creatures that they've you know become over these last several years it's just really cool to see where people start off at jimin especially has undergone one of the biggest transformations he was just this cute little like regular looking boy and now he's this like fairy angel that (laughs) (laughs) everyone is obsessed with and you know jungkook He didn't really go through a huge transformation, in my opinion. I think he's just grown up. Um, Jimin, to me, looks almost completely different. And he seems to have kind of, like, taken on his own style. And Jungkook seems to kind of say the same. He's just grown up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think he had the, like, when I was watching it, I was thinking, all these guys had their awkward stages. And, like, Mm -hmm. everybody does. Like, if I went back and looked at my, like, 
pictures from when I was 12, 13, 20. Right. Um, I, <laughs> 20. I, would, <laughs> I would seem super awkward, too. Uh, so it's kind of endearing. But I was like, but Jungkook, because he got into the group so young, he doesn't really have that stage. It's just like, oh, you were just like kind of getting the benefit of being molded like already at such a young age. Whereas like the other guys, like I was like watching Jin. I was like, Jin totally looks like someone I would go to school with and like right. nerdy nerd and like someone I'd be in like French class with or something, <laughs> you know, and I love it. So that was just really interesting. And so I did that today on the other side of things. Okay, so we're going to get into actually the first major topic concerning BTS. That is the burn the stage tickets. So last podcast, we told you that burn the stage, the movie was coming to theaters worldwide. Very exciting. It's um, a documentary movie, if you didn't know, about BTS. Listen to our last episode if you want to know more details about that. But one of the things that we were saying is that uh, the tickets are supposed to go on sale on October 22nd. Today, I think it was pre-tattoo. <laughs> um, it was pre-tattoo, yes. Yeah, Molly and I are texting, and then she's like, hey, I'm trying to buy my tickets, and I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? How are you buying tickets? And so she's sending me screenshots of, like, her ticket, like, confirmation. It's not October 22nd. Just for you guys to know, today is, like, the 18th, right? It's, yeah. Today the, is the, yeah, the day we're recording is the 18th of October. By the way, the 22nd of October date was just for for the United States. I had seen on Twitter a couple of days ago, other countries were able to already buy tickets um, for theaters. And I think it was even just certain theaters in their countries. But the main release on their website says on October 22nd, tickets will be available. So I got on um, AMC Theaters is one of the main theaters here in Texas and the states that are going to be showing it. And I just got on to look at where Where it's going to be because we didn't even know that the closest theater to me. And if it had any of the show times, because there's a, you know, certain days that I wouldn't be able to go. And all of a sudden it's letting me like, choose tickets and continue and I'm like whoa wait wait a minute I'm looking at the date making sure that it's correct so I bought my ticket hopefully it's real (laughs) we'll find out on the 22nd yeah I was able to buy a ticket and told Erica and she was able to get on I was we don't know what happened because Erica almost didn't get tickets okay listen I was so angry about this to be honest am I thankful I got tickets yes I'm so happy but let me just tell you my thing is this Everybody's planning, at least in the United States, for the 22nd. We didn't even know where it was going to be playing. So I was like, I hope they release some information about the theaters. Like, we knew that AMC was, some AMCs might get it, but other than that, nothing. And then I saw, like, an article maybe, like, yesterday or something that said, like, oh, Regal theaters are going to be doing it, whatever. So anyway, I saw that. So I was like, okay. I was able to pick out where I, at least with that selection, where I wanted to go that was close to home. I'm like, okay, this should work out. Okay, this I'll try to go for this theater and everything. But I still thought I had time. And so it's not something that I was concerned with or anything like that. I was like, okay, October 22nd, I was like kind of marking my calendar to make sure like I was just like free. I signed up for emails on the website so that I could be alerted to when they do go on sale or any information's released, which I don't think I've gotten one thing. And so when Molly told me I went to the web I went to the Regal Theater website, I selected my local location. And when I went in, literally there was like maybe four seats left. And it was like a huge 
theater, huge auditorium. And like, so I grabbed them. Well, I grabbed two. I was so upset, not just for like, I mean, I'm thankful, but I'm upset for other people who, you know, are really dedicated and were waiting for this. And like, what I was able to see is that like, there's not really anything else. The other shows and the other times and other locations are like sold out already. Because I was thinking about maybe going twice if I could, you know, Mm because it's a very limited showing. And we didn't know what that meant either. They just said limited showing. So I'm like, is it one weekend? Is it one show? One night? Whatever. It's happening throughout the weekend, I think, in most places. Like, those shows are already, like, gone. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm really upset for other people, too, if they're releasing this information that tickets are going to go on sale on a certain date and then these theaters are able to have like you know advanced ticket sales but no one knows about it um i mean obviously people do know about it because they were able you know some of the theaters were almost sold out but i'm wondering how they already knew about it unless they just did exactly what we were doing and were hoping for the best and just just came across it somehow but sadly there's going to be a lot of people that don't get to get to see this Yeah, I think it's really frustrating, but it's, I also feel like this may be my initiation into army life, you know? (laughs) You're right. Because I also started going into a rabbit hole about, like, I think I was inspired by this. I need to start looking at YouTube videos on how to get tickets for BTS concerts and, like, what to expect Mm -hmm. for, like, general admission and, like, just buying them and everything like that, because... This process showed me that, like, now I can't have trust that if a date is posted, that's when things are going to happen. I have to be, like, ready way before that. Right. Because can you imagine if this was, like, a concert instead and that we were, like, waiting so long to get tickets and then it's like, oh, all the tickets are already gone. Like, we just just started giving, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I would be pissed if it was a concert. And I, I mean, I'd be, I'm still even upset as a movie. Like, I'm like, I almost missed out on this. Like, it's something I'm already looking forward to that I, you know what I mean? And so many people are going to, like, be ready October 22nd to buy things and be like, wait, what? Why can't, why is this already sold out? Why is right. this already gone? Unless they, like, obviously release more tickets for more shows. Maybe they're Later. trying to get, like, antennas or feelers out to see, like, okay, how many people are really going to be into this? Oh, okay, it seems right. like a lot. Let's add some more screens. So maybe it's that, and then maybe we'll have another opportunity, because I'd like to see it more than once if possible, since it's going to be so limited. But I was laughing about it, though, about the intensity of this all, because November 15th is when it actually shows. And on November 16th is when Crimes of Grindelwald, which is the Wizarding World, Harry Potter World, the second movie in the newest like series of Fantastic Beasts. And I was just kind of laughing to myself about it with Molly, because I was like, Molly, are you going to go see that? You're like, well, you know. I don't know if I have time, basically. And I was like, well, I know who's number one in her heart right now. And even for myself, I'm like, you know, that's going to be out for a while. Like, this is so limited. So this has to be, like, my priority. But I just thought it was funny, like, how our worlds have shifted. Like, Harry Potter was our whole world. And now we're like, that can wait. We got to go see BTS. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We still love it. But we'll have plenty of weeks to see that. This is intense. And yeah, we'll be talking more about Burn the Stage and the details as we get closer and what ends up happening. And obviously, you can expect us to do some reviews of it as well um, after we see it and some discussions. So we're really excited about this. This is our first real big BTS event. Yeah, we'll definitely update, especially when it gets to the 22nd and we get that email of everything and see what they're saying and 
if the tickets we bought were legit, hopefully they were, <laughs> and we don't have to go through this whole process again. Keep an yeah. ear out for that. In other news, Jimin is obviously he's back dancing. Um, he's been spotted dancing at the Berlin show. <laughs> the way that he said it, it's like Jimin has been spotted in the wild dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he um, you know, he was down for the Graham Norton show. And we we're really upset about that. And well, he did perform at the um the friendship concert in Paris as well. That's but true. he's back at the Berlin show. And he is sporting blue hair. And actually, what I just saw on Instagram, he has the blue hair because they just released, we weren't planning on bringing this in either. Um, they just released a Japanese version of um, Fake Love. Fake Love. And they're releasing Airplane Part 2 music video. In, um, and so Jimin's hair has died for that, apparently. That's what Instagram says, so I'm not really sure how accurate that is, but Jimin has blue hair, and this doesn't seem like news, but it is in the in the army world. The second people saw that his hair was blue at the Berlin show, it was everywhere, all over Twitter, all over Instagram. There's articles about it, about how crazy army is going over Jimin's blue hair. So we just thought it was worth noting. And I don't know if Erica has any input on it. I do like his blue hair a lot. It goes really well with his skin tone. I thought I liked him better with his blonde hair out of all the colors he's had. But I'm really liking the blue hair too. Well, personally, I like the blonde hair, but I think the blue looks cute. It's just I'm I prefer the blonde. But that being said, Jimin's having, like, he's been having a great, like, week and a half, two weeks on Twitter, at least, because he's been trending, a trending topic with his blue hair, with his injury, with his birthday. He has been, it's been Jimin, 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 um, and, but he's so, he's so cute, so that's, that's fine. But yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, Jimin's been trending, and you know what? He's trending in my heart, right? Okay. Um. Yes. And today is today is Thursday. It's Jim and Day. So it's appropriate that we had to mention him today as well. Happy Jim and Day. Happy Jim and Day. And speaking of being back from injury, um, well, this is not exactly the same, but Jungkook, as we all know, got injured um, a couple of weeks ago now, hmm, almost. He injured his foot, needed to get stitches, as we found out on the Graham Norton show. He's still not able to be up and dancing, like, full throttle the way that he was before. But we wanted to kind of talk because he ended up going and doing a live stream on Live, which is an app that we talked about before in a couple of other episodes, which, again... Try listening to those if you want. Give them a chance where we talk a little bit more about what that is. But he talked some more about like his thoughts about what happened and how it made him feel. And I just have to say, like, I was sitting there watching, um, not live because uh, I wasn't watching it live, but I was watching it subtitled. And I was just like, Jungkook is just so wise and so deep. And he just has this way of speaking. And even though he's like, I don't really speak very well. And I wish I could speak better and like everything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're so eloquent for like a 22 year old or just a person in general. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He, so I actually got to watch it live. Um, the majority of it. I missed the last probably 20 minutes or so. I had to drive home and safety first. So I didn't <laughs> watch the end of it. I, 
don't speak Korean yet. Still working on that. So I didn't really understand any of it. I could pick out a, a word here or there. I could just tell like from the get-go, he was really solemn. Um, and he's usually pretty upbeat and happy on his V-Lives. He loves to do V-Live. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I want to figure out what he's saying. So when I got home, actually, that evening, it was a pretty quick turnaround that the subtitles were out for. It usually takes a day or at least like 12 hours or so for him to put the, the subs out. So I immediately rewatched it. <laughs> so I got two hours of Jungkook, which is, you know, still not enough. But anyway, <laughs> you know, he starts out and he said how heavy this had been on his heart and he wanted to explain exactly what happened. And we had kind of speculated and we were like, we want to know what he was doing, his quote unquote light stretching. <laughs> and so come to find out it was right before the show and he was trying to just kind of warm his muscles up and stay, stay active before the show. He was just exercising he wasn't really stretching I guess maybe he had through some stretches but he was just trying to exercise his muscles a little bit so they stayed warm for the show he caught his heel on a piece of furniture and he explained it the pain as if you know when you hit your pinky toe on a piece of furniture he said this was way worse <laughs> but still he didn't think it was that bad he's like oh I'm gonna be able to dance tonight I have a concert tonight his parents were actually there at that concert and it was their first concert in London and he was so excited and the medical staff looks at it and it's like, no, you have to stay off of it. He explains the reason he got so upset was, you know, all those things that I just said, it was their first concert in London. Or he in felt Europe. like he let us or in, in Europe. Yeah. Their first and he, tour. Uh, um, but no, it like, he was like more than just like just being their first performance there. It's like his first, European tour so he's like super excited about this leg about this new like journey for BTS and the like explore and to dance and to give the fans and the army you know the same level and quality of show but but yeah he, he couldn't and so he said it just hit him they were sitting there or he's having to sit there and he said he was looking over at everyone all the other guys being able to dance and then he just broke down and he is so sweet. He said he was so embarrassed that he showed his emotion that way. Aww. But that makes them real to me, you know? Like, mm -hmm. when I was listening to him talk and him saying that, I'm like, there's, there's no group that I know of in the States that would be that open. Maybe some female singers. Um, I hate to be stereotypical that way. But, like, there's really no male vocalists or bands or anything that I feel would would have to explain themselves if they got upset. First of all, they probably would have like ran off the stage to cry and then they wouldn't have really explained themselves. And he wanted the fans to know what happened, how upset he was. And he said, it's never going to happen again. After that first show, he couldn't let this get him down. And so he had to find a way to still enjoy and, and do it. And he talks about, this is what, was weird to me how he's saying he doesn't know how to speak and he wishes he could, you know, express himself better. He's explaining how he learned how to sing. He didn't take but like a handful of singing lessons. So he's just all natural talent for one thing. Said he learned by listening to other artists and he would imitate their voices. But it's hard to sing that way when he's dancing and moving around. Mm -hmm. So he took this as an opportunity 
to sing a different way while he's on stage. He says, well, if I can't dance, then I'm going to show Army how I feel with my voice. I am in love with his voice, so I'm 100% okay with that. And he he turned an opportunity that could have been really bad and made it into something positive for him. And he was still, you can tell after that London show, all the other performances, he's more upbeat. You know, the guys are interacting with him a little bit more. He just, you can tell he's having a lot more fun. And he's amazing. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. So Well, I, I think you touched on a lot of really uh, important parts of this process for him and you know I'm I'm very inspired by it too because I'm a person who can get really down on myself but I can kind of like stay down mm-hmm. what's really great is like you said um he saw a setback because like before we got all this information confirmed from him when I found out that he had been lightly exercising and had an injury I was like sounds to me like there was like maybe some goofing around or something right. And when I saw him really sad on stage, I was like, he might be feeling, like, guilty or bad that, like, hey, I was, like, you know, goofing around. I got this injury, and now I can't perform full out for all these people. And that's what I just took it as, is, like, he was so sad that, like, oh, man, I just wasn't thinking, and now now it's this result. And it's going to have an impact on, like, the fan base or whatever, you know? So that's right. what I, my personal interpretation of it was. I felt so bad for him because I was like, I would totally feel, like, horrible about that, too. Even if it wasn't anything, like, intentional. But like he said, he's like, I didn't have my shoes on, but it was fine. And if you do something, like, a million times, you're like, oh, it'll be fine. It's kind of like, why do it? Right. It's not a big deal, but this became, like, a big deal. And so then you have to kind of, like, live with that. It's a lot to shoulder, but like you said, I'm glad that he kind of found a way of like, oh, wait, I can, you know, use this to look at like my vocals and like how I'm singing and try out some new things that I've been thinking of. And it's so funny that he confirmed that because before the live, I had been obviously watching all the fan cam footage that I could from all these concerts. And I noticed, I'm like, oh, Jungkook's doing that song a little differently. Or he's, I feel like I heard his voice like a little bit more and like things mm-hmm. like, like a little bit more like freedom or a little more riffing or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So yeah. it's funny that he said that because I was like, I totally noticed it like in a good way, whether it was at the Friendship concert in uh, Paris or at some of the other concerts that they had in Europe. And like he said, all this means is that he's going to come back to Europe and make it up to them even more. So maybe we should start planning to go to Europe if we ever see them in tour because he's gonna be on fire (laughs) yes yeah i can't wait that was like that was really cool to get confirmation and that also just shows like why just being in tune to like these guys personalities just like just makes it just that much better like you were saying he's just so authentic and open and vulnerable and that's the thing that I love about BTS I said like before when I liked boy bands in the past like I felt like I knew them because I knew a few facts like oh Justin Timberlake likes baby blue you know but (laughs) (laughs) like what does that actually mean you know and I'm he's from you know Tennessee you know and I felt like I knew their personalities, but I feel like these guys just really show themselves. And like I said, they can just be inspirational in a lot of different ways. And just even in listening to that with him and how he's just so dedicated and being a better person. He's like, I just want to be a great person. And he's like, I just have a lot of work to do. I'm striving for that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're already like a million times better than most people on this planet. Um, and right. I know yeah. when he said that, he's like, I just want to be a better person. I'm like, how? How? How can you get any better than you are? How much more amazing can he get? 
But guess what? We have another seven years of them to see because they extended their contract with Big Hit Entertainment. And that's another reason the whole seven thing, you know, they will have been with them for seven years and they'll extend for another seven years. And I just can't wait to see where they're going to go. And it's it's cool because we're coming in right in the middle. We didn't start with them from the beginning, but we have a whole journey ahead of us of where they're going to go. So we get to see from where they are now, which is absolutely blowing up to where they can go and what they can do. And I'm just excited to see how much more that they grow, how their personalities change. And, and I feel like they're all adults now. So it's like, what really, how can they get any better than they are? Yeah. And for people who don't understand who maybe are baby BTSers, baby army, like we are, the way that it works, at least from my understanding with K-pop groups, it's not, it's not like here where like, oh, your big thing is getting a record contract, right? right? It's like, I just need an album deal. And sometimes people have like multi-album deals. So it's like, oh, I have to stay with Sony until I release my five albums. I can't like go until like that, right? Well, it's a bit more comprehensive in South Korea. So basically you kind of sign more with like an entertainment group or agency and they kind of are responsible for like everything. So they train you. So like instead of just like, for instance, there's X Factor or American Idol or something like that. It's not like, oh, you go on this show and bam, you're out there for the world. It's like, no, we've picked you. We've selected you. Now we're going to like really cultivate you for a few years to make sure you're ready to make sure you can handle the, you know, the pace of what we're going to do to make sure that your vocals are on point, your dances are on point, that you're the right person who gels with this group. Like everything's like together. So they already know and work out the kinks before anything is public right and then and so like that's what big hit entertainment is so like when that's mentioned or they're the people who run like their social media and run you know their appearances and decide like their albums their look they're like everything kind of runs out from that and that's not something that's that visible in the united states like we're not really seeing that arm or that it, it could be a lot of different people kind of working towards a goal, but not like one big unit. And so that's big hit. So when they say like, oh, okay, so for seven more years, that means like, okay, this company is going to keep BTS as their focus and they plan on continuing with them to at least 2026. And also what they said in the press release in the article is that like they're actually going to dedicate more people to be solely for support and mm-hmm. everything for BTS, which means like, they're taking this big wave of fame and they're riding with it and they're like doubling down on it. They're like, okay, let's do this. Let's go. And one of the reasons that this is so important that they actually said this, and this touches on something that we discussed last episode that we actually wanted to bring up again is the military thing. So as we expressed in the last episode in Korea, there is a mandatory military service for men of a certain age. They have to serve um, about 21 months. And so the members of BTS are getting, some of them are getting to the age where they would have to do their mandatory service. But the thing about this contract means that even through their service, even through the youngest one's service, which would be like Jungkook or whatever, they still plan on them being a band and still recording. So like, that's also a very like optimistic, awesome thing that they're still like, not like, okay, well, once, you know, Jin, who's the oldest, has to go to the military, this thing's over. So live it up. That's good news. But the military thing, which we're probably going to talk about, is 
we wanted to update because like previously the law said that like they could be up to like what 35 well so the maximum age actually was 30 until they can enlist Mm -hmm. so they have until 35 so like let's say jen would have had until age 30 to to register and then if he didn't get called up by the time he was 35 then he would never have to serve but now they have to register by 28. So that age was 30. That was reduced by two years. So the age 35 is still in effect. If they don't get called up into service before 35, then they wouldn't have to serve. But they have to register by age 28 now. Enlist. And also, yeah, enlist. like, the restrictions are, like, a lot more strict. Like, if you're in graduate school, like, it doesn't matter. That used to be an exemption. And... Also, it sounds like it, you can't do, there's like a lot more restrictions on international travel mm-hmm. during those periods, like of age 20, what? Five to 27. Yeah. So it's like you can't really be like traveling that much for certain periods of time. So it's actually a more restrictive law than I was thinking. That's like an interesting thing. So like I've been actually having to come to terms with this because like, here's my thing. And let me put this disclaimer out. I know I'm American. I know I'm coming from my American point of view. I know that's totally coloring what I'm saying. And to be honest, I don't really have a right to like speak or really have that much of an opinion on this because it's not my culture. It's not my country. Right. But I do have feelings about it, obviously, because for me, I just started getting into BTS. So to know that like it's potentially something that could end soon or sooner than I would like made me really sad and at first I had come to terms with like the 30 to 35 thing right I was like okay that's fine that's like enough in the future and then when I saw that article that recently it was changed to 28 as enlisting and that's only three more years for Jen and I was thinking about touring and like how when are they going to come back for their tour what if they don't come back for another two and a half three years or maybe not even you know and I started to get really sad and I was like I had my own feelings of like kind of anger about it for my own like purposes. But like I said, what I had to realize is like, here's the thing. This is new information to me. It's not new information to them. If you are a person who was born in South Korea, you know that this is just how things go. You know that if you are a man that when you hit those years, that's what your country calls on you to do. And I know that we kind of have military privilege here in the United States of the sense of like, unless it's like really going down for real, you don't have to enroll. We have the privilege of being a bigger country in that sense. That's a career path, a career choice for people here. Whereas like that's not necessarily the the same in Korea. I mean, it could be, but it's also mandatory. They have to do what they have to do for their society. I would say that they're doing pretty well with whatever we've seen, you know, they know what they're doing, at least with BTS and what we've been exposed to about the Korean society. So I'm not saying anything in terms of like whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying in terms of my own personal opinion, I think it really affects me because it's something that I'm just getting into BTS. So to hear news like this, that it could be over and it's something that like I really enjoy and I feel like so like linked to already and that I can like end and it could end maybe before I even get to see them in person, you know, just makes me personally like really, really sad. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Um, and because we feel like we know these guys, 
my brother actually was in the military and it's really hard when you have someone that you know and you love and you care about enlist in the military because it's so uncertain we don't know what could happen in the future and since we feel like we know these guys and that we are a part of their family it's like when one of them gets called up we're gonna feel like someone in our family is going into the military. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and then what happens then? Like we were discussing this more privately, not in this, but I'm just like, I mean, I feel like there's other things they can do besides exemptions. Maybe they can do abbreviated service. Maybe they can do like, you know how we have like Coast Guard here and National Guard. And a right. lot of people will like do like part-time enlisting. So they have to go like once a month or whatever, but they yep. don't have to like be full-time. So I was like, maybe they could do something like that. Or because they're like so big and global, they can maybe do ambassadorship or peacekeeping work in addition to like what they're doing, like actual like diplomatic work in service to the country or whatever. So I'm like, there's other like solutions. But what my worry is, is that even though they have this contract and I'm this is still keeping me optimistic, is that like, OK, three years comes, Jen goes away or whatever. Like, what do they do? It doesn't feel right without the seven of them. Right. And then. That's 21 months. And by the time that, like, let's say they all go at the same time, which would be ideal, what will the climate be when they come back? Will they even want to continue to do it? What if, like, being in the military changes them so much that they're like, you know, I think I'm kind of over that period of my life. And that's the hard thing because it's like, even if we're being optimistic and they go in and we're like, oh, okay, they'll come out and they'll have music and it'll be awesome again. What if, like, they don't? And so we leave on this in this place of, like, oh, we thought. And I guess I'm saying that as like a burned in sync fan, but like <laughs> Justin's like, oh, I'm just going to do my like solo effort, but we're all going to come back. It's just a break. We're coming back. There was no coming back. Like Never. it was over. Yeah. And, you know, for a while there you wait and you're like, oh, I can't wait for them to come back or I can't wait for them to reunite. I just like love them. It didn't happen. And maybe some of you out there are One Direction fans and like being burned from in sync. I was like, oh, they're going on hiatus. I'm like, so we'll never see them together again. And I think it's one of those things. And, like, maybe if you do, it's kind of like the way that Backstreet and New Kids on the Block are doing their thing now, which is, like, 10, 20 years later. Same with 98 Degrees. It's like, okay, great. I get to see you when you're, like, way older. And not trying to be ageist, but it's like, I don't want a drought of, like, 15 years before we see BTS again, you know? No, I I know. But, you know, it's not just affecting BTS. I know we're mainly or all about BTS. But I guess we're going to kind of see what happens um, because apparently there's 21 male K-pop idols who will have to enlist this year. So in 2018, they will have to enlist. So we're going to kind of see how the how it affects if any of these guys get called up in the next couple of years uh, before Jen actually has to enlist and see what happens to these other groups and how it affects them. And it doesn't just affect BTS. It affects all of these all of these idols and so we can hopefully have an example of what's going to happen and you know bts is a little different i feel like but i i don't know any of the other k-pop groups mm-hmm. so i don't i don't I know mean, what their dynamic is like 
I mean, I hope it ends up, if they do end up going one, like I said, I hope they all just go at the same time, you know, because mm-hmm. um, it's going to be really weird if they're, I mean, I guess they could do solo projects, like, while, they're, you know, they're gone, like, so maybe it's good if, like, there's, like, a little bit of overlap, you know, not, they're not all gone. Maybe it could be, like, something like Adele, you know, Adele went away for a few years, we didn't hear anything, and then she comes back, and it's just, like, she never left, and she's bigger than ever, you know, so maybe it's something along that line. Also, you know, I don't know anything about Korean military, but I know that, like, at least from what I see and stuff in the movies and stuff in America, it's like, you know, they they write lots of letters to the loved ones. They have lots of time to think. So maybe they'll be working on, like, lyrics and music and, like, something about, like, this that time. And they can really tie in the whole, like, parallels of, like, being in the actual army and their army and, like, yeah. what that experience was and really right. put it to music and maybe make something, like, really deep and profound. And I also hope that before they go that they also leave us with something that's, like, really great, too. Like, obviously, a world tour and obviously music that will sustain us through that period of time when they're not together and everything also okay this is going to kind of go into a tangent as well but like I don't know this because like actually this goes into the next topic actually because I'm not into k-pop I will say that I'm not saying it because I dislike it I don't know it so I can't you know what I mean I'm not into it and I don't really have anything that's calling me to be into k-pop as a whole it's kind of like the way that like I love Taylor Swift but I'm not necessarily into country music I don't hate country music there's some songs and artists that I like but I wouldn't say like oh I love country right and that's how I feel about like k-pop so I don't know how k-pop really works or whatever but like maybe some of you out there can tell us about like does k-pop stop at a certain age like is there an expectation of like they hit 30 and the group is just over or no well we've never seen groups stay together this long or be this popular so they could keep going until the end of time or i don't know what to expect like if there's like uh protocols you guys know anything about that that'd be great to know and the reason i said (laughs) sorry i know that was like weird but the reason i said that that kind of ties into something else we wanted to discuss is because Recently, the ARMY, the BTS ARMY, declared independence from the rest of K-pop. And I'll let Molly kind of explain what this means. So, yeah, apparently, um, this article I found, it says, ARMY, call it quits, and gain independence from other K-pop fans, question mark. So there was a hashtag trending called ARMY Independence Day, and people were really confused about it. But that came about because there was another hashtag a couple days before trending that said armies ruined k-pop party so i guess that's what it was called when you you support a lot of other k-pop is the k-pop party and they were getting mad because a lot of army like erica and myself only support bts we love bts we both only listen to bts we don't listen to another k-pop group you know i can't speak for erica um but for myself like I'm really not even interested in another K-pop group. I've seen some of them um, just like in pictures and stuff. I love BTS, their personality so much that I don't know if I would be interested in another K-pop group. So I haven't delved in deeply. So what I'm saying is like completely uninformed and stuff. Right. But from what I have seen, I've seen a little bit. I've seen a couple of things. And it's, like, not really for me. I feel like what I've seen in comparison to other groups is that, like, BTS has an edge and a grit and, like, a sound that I feel like is a little bit more, like, 
what can I say, American? Like, I know that sounds bad because like I don't, maybe, Western, or, yeah. but I I don't even think it's completely Western. Like, it's still unique. Anything else I've heard is like for me has been like really like poppy, and I love pop, but like it's been like bubblegum pop, right? When I've looked at it, it seemed like really artificial. And again, this is me saying like what I've just seen, which has been very little. So there could be way more. And hey, Army, if you're listening and you like other K-pop and you're like, hey, I think you'd like this group, then like totally suggest it. But for me right now, I'm one overwhelmed in a good way by BTS. And I'm trying to like learn more about them, learn their songs their discography, learn their personalities, learn their dances, see their music videos. So I don't really even have room in my life for another group right now, but I don't even want anything else right now. Like BTS is good enough for me because I think that they're amazing and I don't even care. It's not that I'm saying that all K-pop is bad. I'm not saying that at all. It could be really great. There could be another group that I like would fall in love with. But right now it's kind of like being in a relationship. It's like, okay, (laughs) like really, it really is. It's like, it is. you could say, oh, there's so many fish in the sea and I don't know who to decide. And like, like, let me see what else is out there. But I found the one. So when you found the one, you don't need to go looking for other ones. Like, yeah, there's probably other people that could maybe be great, but I don't care. I found who I'm marrying, you know, like I found BTS. Who cares? No offense, but it sounds no, it, <laughs> it's it's true. And it just keeps like. It just keeps validating itself to us. Like today with my whole tattoo thing and my realization of the number seven between Harry Potter, which has literally been what has shaped the last 20 years of my life and BTS and just putting all of these things together and just different things about some of the guys like that I have in common with them or their personalities and watching some of their run BTS episodes and watching different videos of them and music videos and reading their lyrics and just how they present themselves and carry themselves. They are, they're the one, they're the one of everything, every band, every, not just K-pop for me, just every Mm -hmm. band. Like I don't even want to listen to any other music right now. I only (laughs) want to listen to BTS, which is, it's crazy because I love music and I love a lot of different genres and a lot of different kinds of music. I turn on my Spotify and I play all my BTS songs and every single song that comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I love this song. Oh, this song. Yes. And it's like, there's not one song that I don't like of theirs, even their old stuff. Like I've started getting into a lot of their old stuff. And mainly because I, if you don't have this yet, you should download this game as well. The Superstar BTS game. It It has to do with their music and it goes through all of their albums and it's really hard to play if you don't know some of their older songs. So I've been trying to listen to some of those too. Even those have like, they're a little bit darker, but it reminds me of kind of like early 90s, late 90s music that I really liked. Yeah, they're, anyway, they're they're the one for me too. But I think other K-poppies maybe don't realize how much of a commitment ARMY has to BTS. And maybe they don't delve as deep as we do. And so they don't understand that. Well, here's the thing. And this is what the whole movement is about. It's like, well, you know, BTS is not K-pop anymore. They've been kicked out. But like to me, and I think to a lot of the world, yeah, they represent like K-pop, but they also are bigger than K-pop. And I know that sounds like maybe insulting, but I have to go back to the example of like Taylor Swift. 
Taylor Swift, to me, is someone who broke barriers in terms of country. And she crossed over and was mainstream. And, you know, people, like, loved her, but they didn't necessarily, like, love all of country. It's not like, oh, it's, she wasn't a gateway to country, right? She right. was her own thing. And that's how her fans can kind of evolve with her as she goes through different, like, genres and different stages of her life. And I feel like BTS is the same. And the other way that BTS is the same for me is that, like, for me, I do love music, but I tend to, like, like one group or one band or one album, really, like, an album time. yeah like an album is like a year for me and like that's all I listen to and then like the next year maybe I listen to a different album usually actually it's kind of like two or three years to be honest so I don't really like listen to a lot of new music if I find something I love and I feel like BTS is like that thing for me like in the past few years it's actually several years it's actually been Taylor Swift for me and that's it like with any of her new albums that's kind of like my new soundtrack and now there's BTS and like they're kind of fulfilling that for me too for me yes they're k-pop but to me they're more than k-pop and everything that they're doing and their impact to me seems to be somewhat of an anomaly for what k-pop actually is and how it breaks through and I think it's one of those things that people are probably thinking at least in the United States like oh does this mean a k-pop revolution oh they're breaking down the doors for other k-pop groups but in America we're very fickle (laughs) and finicky and we might be like we got room for one you know and um it doesn't mean we don't we don't have room for others but you have to bring your own style your own flavor it's not just because one k-pop group is popular all of a sudden you can piggyback it's like what are you bringing to the table that like catches our eye that is special fantastic and unique and that's you that's authentic you know and i think bts succeeds because of Three words, which aren't words, they're letters, DNA. I feel like they have so much of an imprint on their music from the production value to the lyrics to the performance to everything. And they have, they they just have everything. So it's what you're getting from them. It's not just a song. It's not like, oh, I like this song. What's the next? It's everything. So it's more than K-pop to me, at least from what I can see as a somewhat of an outsider looking at it. And that's a really good point and kind of intertwines with all of this that, you know, ARMY decided to turn this whole situation around and, you know, we declared independence from other K-pop fans. And I'm wondering if that is because they are so global and they're not just big in Asian countries and because America and I feel like even maybe like the UK and some other countries like that are just as fickle as we are about music and is there's a lot of I feel like British bands and artists that have a lot of similarities with American bands and artists where we mentioned this before they don't last very long they have like a good three to five year run and then they go away for a long time and they might come back down the road or have like a single down the road but like BTS has been on the scene for a long time they just extended their contract for another seven years because they are so global, maybe that's why ARMY is so dedicated to just BTS and not other K-pop groups. Sorry, K-popies, we are who we are, and President Namjoon rules our world, and we live in the Purple House, and we have our own flag, and you know <laughs> we're gonna. Our vision is to dominate the world, so that's what we're gonna do. And ARMY is gonna be behind BTS the whole way and support them 100%. Yeah, I mean, and ARMY's really got very serious about this. Like you said, they declared the president Namjoon, which is RM. They called our country ARMY land. 
they said we have a flag that's white and purple and that actually has like the army and like little flowers around it. Like it looks so super official. They say our flower, official flower is the hope flower and everything like that. Like people are going serious with this. And I like love it. And like I said, if you are a listener and you love K-pop and you haven't stopped listening at this point, you like don't don't take offense because, again, we don't even know what all there is. Because what I'm saying is that BTS is like all we need. It's like being thirsty, right? They're quenching our thirst. For us, like maybe if we, I had had another K-pop drink before BTS and then BTS, I'd be like, well, I still want to have some of that lemonade before I have this apple juice. But I've never tasted it and I don't need to because I feel like they're my life water, right? So it's like... <laughs> I, my thirst is quenched, so I don't have any desire to hear anybody else because I love them so much. We're, we're a clean show, but, uh, Junko can quench my thirst anytime he wants. Just throwing that out there. But that is a very good example. And you're right. I have no other desire to look at any other K-pop group. I have a huge desire for the Korean culture in general. Mm-hmm. because of how k-pop is created i've been watching some korean dramas and i've been wanting to learn korean so it's opening that door of wanting to be more cultured about korea but not k-pop specifically i ha- literally have no desire to listen to any other k-pop group or song or know about them or even know that they exist bts is it it's only bts I'm just really thankful we have another seven years of them. Yeah. Maybe we're going too long in this segment. Maybe we've lost the three (laughs) listeners that might be out there. But I did want to say this. So, like, I was watching YouTube, and there was something from, like, years ago with BTS. And they were doing this thing called a battle with another boy band. Gosh, which one was it? It was called Block B, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they're another K-pop boy band. BTS killed it. They killed it. And, like, this was back in the day. So, like, they were earlier. This is, like, the beginning of it. And, actually, I want you to see it, Molly, because, like, there's a lot of abs with Jimin who, like, does a (laughs) dance break in the middle and he takes off his shirt. And I was like, Jimin's the bad boy. They're really, really, really clean right now. I definitely need to send the clip and I need to just put it in the notes for everybody so you can see it. It's really interesting. But one of the things that I noticed about the other boy band is like they have the look of edginess, right? Both BTS and them have like that edgy, like hip hop sort of edge, right? So I was like, oh, okay, this will be interesting to see another group against them, right? But then their music like did not live up. They sounded like the Beach Boys. Nothing against the Beach Boys, but it's not like the sound that you're kind of like looking for with when you see like grills and everything and Pharrell hats. It was like Beach Blanket Babylon and everything. It was just so weird to me. And like besides the one rapper in the group, he was pretty good. He went against RM. But besides him, like the rest of the group, they didn't have the dance moves. They didn't have like the timing. They didn't have the song. They didn't have to me. They didn't have anything that stacked up. And so when I keep seeing these little glimpses of like K-pop that don't like stack up for me. And again, that's not everyone. So I'm not saying it's everything. It just doesn't make me more interested. And I don't feel like going on a treasure hunt of like, oh, I'm going to find the one that's going to make me like them just as much or almost as much as BTS. Like when I have been exposed, I'm like, hmm. Y'all ain't bringing nothing to the table. BTS wins. And I know that sounds so negative. And maybe that's like part of our American culture of like, 
we're very competitive as a culture of like, no, you have, there's a number one and there's a number two. There's always like a ranking for us. I know it's not like everything needs to be ranked. And I'm sure people who actually just love the genre are like, no, you can love all of it and all that it has its different aspects and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess I just feel so fiercely in love with this group uh, with their music and everything that I just feel like so passionately loyal that I'm like, again, it's like a relationship. I'm like, I'm not going to look at another man. You know, I'm not going to look at another group because my loyalty is with you. So it's very intense. You should see that battle because Jimin is like, oh, he's a little bad boy. <laughs> it really is. It's intense. And as Erica told me today, I am declaring my love in blood. <laughs> I got BTS. <laughs> branded on my body so if that doesn't tell you that they're the only one for me then I don't know what else does it really is just like a relationship there's a lot of time and effort and especially that we're doing this podcast we have to keep up with them because we want to report what's going on we want to talk about them it's been a lot of fun but yeah you're right you made a really good point it's just like a relationship I have eyes for no one else but BTS So sorry to anyone that we may be offended by that. Like, again, you're free to like whatever music you like. Love K-pop. Love that they're a part of K-pop. Love everything about it. You don't have to agree with the armies that are, like, declaring independence. But for me, again, as an outsider, I can kind of, like, get on board with that just because that's how it is for me. Like, I saw them, and I'm like, that's who I saw. I see them as an individual group, not, like, a part of, like, a greater movement. And it was the same when there was, like, that quote-unquote boy band craze of, like, the late 90s, early 2000s Mm -hmm. and stuff. I had my group, which actually happened to be in sync. I I liked my group because of that. It wasn't to try to be unique. It wasn't trying to be special. It wasn't because of just I love boy bands in general. It was like, no, I like this group because like their harmonies are tight. I love their dancements. I love their songs. I love everything about them. I love their personalities. It's the same for BTS, but it's actually amplified. Like I love them. It's hard for me to even say even more because <laughs> like I'm loyal person, right? this is pretty deep (laughs) oh i don't i don't even care i don't apologize to anyone bts only for me all other groups are gone it's just bts (laughs) (laughs) at least for the next seven years so yeah if, if you guys have stuck around this long thank you we appreciate it we originally went into this podcast saying oh we're just gonna be kind of a news reporting the news we'll be like 20 to 30 minute long episodes Yeah, we've thrown out that out the door. You're really lucky this isn't like a four hour long episode. And hopefully if it was, you would listen to it if you love BTS just as much as we do. And it's crazy that there's actually this much to talk about and we have this much to say and can talk for so long about BTS. And I think that just goes to show how amazing they are. And I would love it if any one of them would listen to this at some point, just because you know, I want them to know how much ARMY cares. I know they they know, they see how many people come to their concerts and they get fan mail. But I think to hear their fans actually talk about them and how, like, revered they are to us and how much we love them and appreciate them. And, you know, I just think it would make them really happy. And they, they make us so happy. So I want to return that love to them. So... That's pretty much all that we have for this episode. Thank you for all of you who did stick through. As we said before, if you want to follow us on social media to get even more of this intensity, 
Um, we have links listed in our description wherever we're listed, whether it's iTunes now, Google Play Store, um, on our website, btyespod.com. Keep up with us. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions um, and what you think about anything that we talked about. And we'll see you the next time. And hey, Erica, why say no? When you can say B-T-Yes! Yes!